What is good, Divine Dolls? All right, it's Sunday morning. Um, I did not record yesterday. I don't think I did, not on this channel. But um, I wanted to go over some things with you. Um, I Yesterday I was listening to Trading in the Zone. Don't worry, I won't get into the trading aspects. I have another channel, another podcast specifically for that. But what was so interesting is... Um, Last Wednesday, a lot of you know I'm also licensed to, you know, sell life and health insurance. And I'm still in the training phase. Don't worry. That also takes time to, like, learn um, the whole process and whatever. But they were we were going through personal development, right? So it's kind of like this whole idea that the more you learn, the more you earn. But one of the things, the reasons I circled back to that sector is because I freaking love their personal development stuff. So there were a lot of takeaways from there, but I noticed. So on last Wednesday, he talked about children. And then it was interesting for me to be in a completely different sector relating to like stocks or trading or whatever, what have you, listening to a audio book, trading in the zone. And he started to talk about our inner child as well. So I wanted to talk about those two um, aspects that I think we forget about our inner child. And then I also want to just share a fun fact with you about tears, y'all. Let it go. Let it go. And you're probably going to want to cry more after this. So, all right. So last Wednesday, um, he was just talking about how when we are children... You know, he he wanted us to think, he's like, I want you to think back to when you were two years old and how determined you were and how strong your willpower was. And it's like, if you wanted that toy, you were going to get that toy. If you wanted, you know, a certain snack or something, you were going to pretty much throw a temper tantrum. Like you were pretty much sure if you wanted to put your hand in that socket, you're going to do it. Like we had so much willpower when we were 2 years old and some way along somewhere along the way we we lose it um and it was so interesting because with the trading zone thing he was kind of explaining actually something that I I wasn't planning to talk about here but it makes so much sense a lot of you know I've been trying to figure out in my way right um our behaviors, are they learned or is it nature or nurture? And I was more on the fence of finally deciding or more on the side of finally deciding that it's nurture. No, no, no. It's nature. Like you were born a certain way and <clears throat> whatever you have a propensity to, like that's what you're going to gravitate towards, right? So if you are a disciplined person at your core, a loving person at your core, an honest person at your core, you know, even though the environment can kind of tug and pull at you, at the end of the day, if you honor your true nature, like, you're gonna come out with those attributes, right? Um, but what, what the second um, interesting uh characteristic about when we were children is um your curiosity right and 
not just in trading, but in any aspect of life, like you need to be able to have curiosity about the other side of things. You know what? I wasn't even planning to go into all this, but it was so beautiful. Like some of the things that he was saying, because well, part of the reason it made me go on the fence about nature versus nurture is because he talks about how our our basically our parents will keep telling us information that can shape how we view things. Oh my gosh, I wasn't necessarily and I did I did hold on let me put this down. I did put nature in a little box. ah here we go i did put nurture so it says every child is curious right and eager to uh, at that age we're eager to learn and we are thought of like he he describes us as like little learning machines right and then over here it's where it says Um, our parents will tell us certain things that shape our thoughts and our beliefs, right? So those are instilled thoughts and behaviors. And so I circled here nurture because I guess you get to a point in life where you start to figure out like what you have to deprogram or or, um, release or unlearn. And so... With that being said, it's kind of like, it's interesting because he gave an example of a father that was really scared of snakes and he had a daughter and they went to a kid's party, like to her friend's house and they were having like, they had a bunch, bunch of kids there for like a play date and the, the child at that house had a pet snake. And so when the daughter came out with the pet snake he was like freaking out. He basically like ran to the other side of the room. And it's like she didn't have those instilled um fears. Like it's one thing if she was if he had been telling her like snakes are dangerous, they're bad, this and the third. But it kind of goes along too with like our thoughts and our beliefs. It was very interesting. I have to listen to it again. Matter of fact, I still have 30 minutes left. It was a six hour audio book and um, just so much to think about too. Like, you know, um, even he tried to unpack it with how if a child wants to play with a, a puppy for the first time that he sees it or with a dog, and the dog bites him, it's going to reframe his thoughts. But if he sees other kids playing with the with the dog, he's going to have to figure out, like, what trumps his, you know, the, is that something that he's going to want to try again? Or how does he get to that conclusion? Or he's going to be like, nah, that dog bit me, you know, type of this, uh, thing. So it just, and another thing that was so interesting that the, uh, his name is Mark Douglas. He's the author of Trading the Zone was that we you know, your beliefs are true. Whatever you believe is true to you, right? And so when people try to persuade you of otherwise, human nature, we want to be believed, 
right? So not only do we believe what we believe, we believe it to be true. And so then therefore it is true. But we also want other people to believe us when we share our experiences. And our experiences are the truth, right? Um, It's reminding me of like two weeks ago when I was listening to You Were Born Rich with, with Bob Proctor. And he was talking about how our beliefs are like a glass of Coca-Cola. And whatever anybody else is trying to teach you is like a glass of clear water. And it's like you can pour as much as that clear water into the Coca-Cola, but the amount of that water that you have to pour into the Coca-Cola, like it's still going to be dark. It's still going to be shaped and framed by your thoughts and your beliefs. So you want to pay attention to like how much of this is, um, I guess, instilled, how much of it is, you know, your perception. Because when he was talking about the child that was scared of the dog, it's kind of like he didn't have information. Oh, I think the little girl with the snake, she didn't have information about how dangerous snakes were. She just took it for face value for what it was. Right? Um, but I want to keep this one short. I just want us to kind of rethink back. Um, when I was in the training session last week and he talked about our willpower, I was like, yeah, that's true. I remember even though I'm on the shy side, um, how much willpower I had as a child. Like my mom talks about it, at, uh, too, when I was younger, but at some point, and I do think there was a bit of like the breaking process. Like you have to, <laughs> you know, when they throw their terrible twos, it's kind of like, it's make or break. You have to be able to break them. And so that they don't grow into this monster type of a thing. But, um, I, I, rem- I do remember, like I had a little suitcase and I had packed it and child, I had moved, I had taken, packed my, uh, my little carry on thing and I packed it up and I told my mom I was leaving the house at two. And I remember going down the road and she let me go. <laughs> I was going down the road and stuff. And then they finally had to come get me, but it was like, it was at that moment she knew <laughs> she had, and I'm not like that at all anymore, but I think like, um, just revisiting my my will or my um determination i am resilient and i am persevering it's like a quiet um energy but for the most part i'm not really out here just like up and packing and leaving and like heading down some road no not <laughs> um but the other thing too is curiosity and i think that that has gotten me far like even in the past two years, I've talked about this too. I think that um a lot of you know, I, I I was working for quite a bit of time and I was very much in kind of like the nine to five, everything that comes with working in an office setting. And I never really explored my creativity until after the pandemic and, you know, got a chance to kind of explore things that I in the back of my mind, I, I really liked, um, you know, I liked pretty things, visual things like graphic arts, graphic designs, painting, drawing, and that type of stuff. But I never really got a chance to delve into those things until, you know, we were just kind of forced into our little corners and stuff like that. But um, I would say even with learning the trade again, what is helping me is just like curiosity, like 
being just genuinely interested in how things work and um I think even when I think about creative art or expression, it's kind of like being willing to just play and see what happens and to see. Um, it was so interesting, too, because in the book, Trading the Zone, he was talking about how for you to be creative, you have to use the right side of your brain. And a lot of us use the left side of our brain because we're right hand dominant and it can be a scary place. It can be a scary place because it's uncertain. You know, there was another quote I wanted to share with you. And I'm going to share the thing about the tears. And I'm going to let you guys go. This was insane. It was the one. So not this one. Let me see. I think it was further back. Um, I talked about using the right side of your brain. There was something else in there. Establishing here it is this was so freaking cool here's this quote it says thinking outside of boundaries of our beliefs is commonly referred to as creative thinking right that's very much a right hand right brain function thinking outside of the boundaries of our beliefs is commonly referred to as creative thinking and so a lot of us, we like to stay in logic and, and what is logical, what is rational, what makes sense. If one plus one equals two is to, in my opinion, you know, left side of the brain. One plus one equals three is the right side of the brain. In my opinion, like I just came up with that. Um, I don't know that I've heard anybody else say that, but if I had explained left brain versus right brain, left brain would be. One plus one equals two. Right brain is one plus one equals three. And it's one of my favorite equations, you know, um, because once you start to dabble in this side of things on this realm of things and into spirituality, you start to understand that there's this unknown variable, which actually is really good for the trading side of things, too. Because um, he one of the things is he wants us to learn how to think in probabilities. I just learned this concept last night but between last night and even as I was driving to get something to eat this morning that definitely blew my mind um I think that if more of us learned how to think in probabilities our lives would be so much better especially for women I think that it has to do with um one, equipping yourself with what I, I think, in my opinion, right? Equipping yourself with information, but at the same time, understanding that anything can happen, right? Because one plus one equals three is about the idea that anything can happen. And you're not confined to like, oh my gosh, I have to color in these um in these lines. I remember I you know, there's distinct memories I have, but I remember in the fifth grade. I learned like that's when they taught us how to mix colors and I went bonkers with it and my favorite colors were purple and green because you're combining like the yellow and the blue and the red and the blue and it was just magical every time it would just happen and I would have all these little splotches everywhere and then when you get like um I didn't paint again until I got to high school 
I think, oh, it was definitely senior year because I've said this before. I had, <laughs> and this can sound bad, I think, especially knowing what I know now, but I had a crush on this guy that was like, uh, he was in college and his dad was the principal and he used to be like the TA for the playground. But so I was, but, um, and I was a TA for the, um, kindergarten teacher and stuff, but he was everything that the boys of my high school were not. He was tall. He was handsome. He was, um, really educated. And the funny thing is out of all the guys I've ever really had a crush on, he was, he was a quiet guy. He was just as shy as I was, um, and but he came from a really good family and um his dad was really nice too. His dad has has passed away and that was so sad like for me and my family I think <clears throat> definitely way 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 too soon. But and so I remember that this guy he would do graphic design and I remember like I knew at that point cuz it was high my senior year in high school and that was also my first year that I did my business. I did a, a business class. Um, and it's one of the best decisions I ever did. I fell in love with the concept of business models. Like, and, um, you know, I, I remember I had to put together my, my, um, basically my business model and I decided, well, and so it was so interesting too because, when I found out he did graphic design, I researched it. And then that's when I was like, I freaking love this stuff. I love like you get to play with shapes and colors and like the visual imagery behind stuff. Like that was so cool to me. And, you know, this is why <clears throat> representation is so important. It really matters. I think that... um when you have young children, like it's important for you to be able to let them see so many different things that they can see and do. And you kind of have to pay attention to what they gravitate towards too, because I probably would have just taken the business class, but I would have, I would have loved those principles, but that my love for art has carried me way. It was just waiting to be like, <clears throat> Woken up. So then um, I remember taking the art class and I remember taking a class with her again because she used to teach at the at the high school and at the college. And um, I remember like the first time I had to mix paint, it it took me back to the beauty of mixing colors in fifth grade. But by that time, I had learned to be so like paint in the lines and you know very formulated very rigid like you know there's a word that starts with an r that i wanted to say but like just like not rigorous but like regimented like very regulated you know and i really struggled with it like i had to to force myself to kind of like blossom one of my first paintings, it's in my parents' living room. It, it's two calla lilies. And that one was just day after day of going in and forcing myself to flow. And it wasn't that I had to force. It was like, 
I knew I loved it, but it had been suppressed and it hadn't been explored for so long. And it was one of those things where I even thinking back to it now, I almost when I think back on my collective childhood and stuff, I can pretty much remember every single class I had in that in art class because it's like I would have just started painting and I loved it so much that the bell would ring and it would be over and it would be at the end of the day and it's kind of like I didn't want the day to end and it was put me in a really beautiful space and what is so sad is that even though I did take a class I remember that the book that we were required to read for the class was learning to to draw using the right side of your brain okay that was the name of the book like learning to draw using the right side of your brain and it was like a it had a, a person's face on it and it had like sketching and stuff it's um, when I think back, I'm like, there's some books I should have definitely not sold that I went, you know, that I used from college, but we would like buy them and then resell them and whatever. But if I had to do it all over again, I would keep my college books. And so, um, it wasn't, you know, even though I did undergrad, like, um, business and marketing, um, for my undergrad, it allowed me to play with the marketing aspect of things versus the graphic design side of things. Um, but didn't really play with it again until just within the last couple of years. And I love it. And I think that you have to allow yourself like that curiosity. And I think I will say this. I've mentioned this before, too. I'm teaching myself to write with my left hand. So what I'll do is I'll take the word of the day and... um I will pre-write it. I bought myself a book for kids that has the lines at the bottom and you can write in and then you can trace over it to with your left hand. And so not only do I get to learn a word of the day, but I'm I I'm gonna low-key say like I noticed once I started doing that too, it just allows me to activate more of the right side of my brain, like and I've noticed that I'm a little bit more, um, but it, but I think it takes kind of a little bit of work, but you want to like, instead of suppress it, you want to release it. So yeah, but curiosity, I think the reason I'm saying, I'm trying to explain to you is that it makes you think in a creative way. It makes you think way outside of the box. It makes you think of all the infinite possibilities. It makes you think of all the different Excuse me, probabilities. As a matter of fact, um, let me just, I just thought of something here real quick. So possibilities, possibilities versus probability. Let's just, y'all, I'm being a little bit of a nerd here, but. So it says, although they have almost the same meaning, there's a little, there is a little difference. Probability means something may happen but it is more likely to happen. Meanwhile, possibility means something may happen, but we don't know how likely. Mm, now that's interesting. Definitely makes sense when it comes to trading, right? Um, it describes uncertainty whether an event may or may not happen. I'm going to keep this tab open. And actually, probability is more of what I think I'm trying to commun communicate to you because a lot of us say um, a lot of us say like anything is possible when really what we mean is anything is probable, right? Um, 
let's close out with this, right? So this I thought was so cool. We've been talking a little bit about emotional intelligence. And this is so interesting because he talks about this in Trading in the Zone, y'all. And it might as well have been a book about emotional intelligence because it's like he was talking about childhood, right brain, left brain. And then he talks about this. He says, scientific researchers have found tears to be composed of negatively charged ions, right? If allowed to take its natural course, crying will expel the negatively charged ions in our minds and bring us back to a state of balance. And when I heard that, it, y'all, you know, I think so many times about how the, the, Woman gets bashed for her emotions. And even men, too. He talks about this, too. Um, but just just a little bit. Because, you know, he talked about how there's a stigma of, like, how parents don't like to see their boys cry. But I think even for women, like, if you're called, like, a crybaby or type of thing. And I remember... I talked about this to a lot of, you know, I went through a depression, blah, blah, blah. We don't, you know, have to keep rehashing every single podcast. I think at some point we'll just have to cross over. And those of you who know, you know, um, when I was first building my channel, I would talk about it a lot. And I realized like I talk about it a lot, but it's because sometimes I feel like I get new people coming in, whatever, what have you. But for those of you who know, you know, and I talked about how it was so interesting because I, uh, when I found out my, I actually went into kind of like shock. And it, it manifested to where I could barely breathe and I just kind of became almost mute a little bit and um, <laughs> you can almost hear it coming up a little bit too. But but I think so. And I remember it took me about, I want to say three months before I actually cried, which is so interesting because I've always been a sentimental type. I will cry for commercials. Like if you put a Hallmark commercial in front of me, if you put a Pampers commercial in front of me, if you put like um trailers, like, you know, movie trailers, I will cry in movie trailers. I cry at the movies. I will cry listening to music and, and that type of a thing, right? And so it wasn't until three months and it knowing what I know now like we just I just suppress so much of it but I think that you have to have that healthy release you know um isn't it's so amazing how we're intricately made because really at the end of the day y'all if we weren't made to cry we would if we if crying didn't serve a purpose we wouldn't be able to do it you know uh, I was going to say it's like the same way, like how we have <laughs> breasts for milk. But then again, <laughs> guys have tits too, but they can't breastfeed. But anyways, you know, it's kind of like one of those things. I think sometimes we forget to tap into all of our five senses. I've talked about this before. We were meant to listen. That's why we have ears. We were meant to feel. That's why, like, I mean, we could have just had this protective layer, but we can actually feel like texture and you know, um, uh, satiny, velvety things or, you know, um, things that are rough. Like people talk about touching dolphins or, 
how satin feels against her skin or how sandpaper feels or the sand in her toes. We were born to experience all these different things, right? The fact that we were made to taste food to enjoy all the different flavors that has to like low-key and I think uh blow your mind, but I think one of the ones that's the most neglected and is one of my favorite is the sense of smell. We don't celebrate like the candles and the incense and the perfume, you know, as much as we we could. Um and so, of course, our, our visual. And so here it is. We were, we actually, like, when you feel the crying coming on, if you get the chance, release it. Because it says here, those are negatively charged ions that are in your body. And we have been taught and conditioned to suppress it. And I think there's a right time and place. I mean, I remember, you know... It's one thing to be, I think, sentimental. I think it's another thing, like, if you're at work and your boss is being an asshole, you know, type of a thing. And I like, I remember, like, just crying because, like, it would be after the weekend and it would be, um, I remember kind of realizing, like, girl, you need to get out of this because usually after the week, you're supposed, the weekend, you're supposed to be relaxed and refresh your mind and reset like the religion that I'm in, you're supposed to have a whole day of rest. Give your time to decompress and then you get back in. And I really think that those resets are are important to have, right? Versus like a steady continu- momentum, like continuum of like staying in that energy and stuff. And so <laughs> I remember I would, it, towards the end, I was at that point, I was like, yeah, I need to find another job. Um, Monday morning, driving to work and just in tears, like crying, letting it all out, get out the car, go clock in, face is clear, no problems, no tears, you go in, you do the work, but I'm so thankful, I think even thinking back, because it's like, I if I had kept holding that in, and all my other coworkers who were going through the same bullshit, toxic work environment, <clears throat> You know, come to find out the woman, like she ended up getting a divorce. And so I imagine she was having a hard time at work and she was just, I mean, at home and she was just taking her anger out on the rest of us because she couldn't control her circumstances at home. So we were just under the brunt of her wrath. Like all of us were getting our asses handed to us. It wasn't like, I don't think I've ever said she was racist. I just think she was a miserable person. Because all of us were getting, we were getting smoked and it was a, we worked at a, a university and um, I can't really go into all the details. Maybe one day I might tell you some of the details, but we were uh, supposed to be diverse. And so we had like Filipino, Asian, black, Hispanic, white, everything, like every mix and culture. So, you know, um, every time there was at least that that was one of the first times I went from being like the token black girl to having like at least another black woman or another black man working in the in the same environment. But we would have, like I said, like Hispanic, Asian. We had like one of everything. So I wasn't the I guess I was token, but we had other representation because usually when you're a token, you're the only like representative for everything. Like everybody else is white and you're the one black person or Everybody is, you know, 
yeah, pretty much everybody's white and you're like that one safe black person that they can put in that space and stuff. But um, but when I think about my coworkers, it's like they were going through just as much hell as I was. And you're and matter of fact, one of the, the girls that was in our group, it, she had just gotten married and bless her heart. God bless her soul. She She's still alive, y'all. But she actually got so gravely ill. <laughs> I mean, gr- like hospitalized ill. And it's like, when you think about how our body manifests, and I've been, I, I know I'm over the 30 minute mark, but I'm in a flow, y'all. Even like with me going back to work out, um, and I noticed how, how sore I was. I think if I was anybody else, I would have just been like, oh, damn, I'm sore. You are not supposed to be that sore. And here's the thing. Um, I took my um, workout supplements. I've talked about it before. I could probably go to the kitchen and tell you which one it is. I've done a podcast on this. There's two um, workout stuff. And one of them is actually like a beauty collagen type thing. But... I'm I'm at a healthy level of being sore and I'm actually um t- doing more exercise than I was when I first started and so then that's how I know it's so important to detox. And I talked about how even the same thing too I took my um it's the Ayasu tea detox and the fruit punch. Um and I'm going to order some more tomorrow. Um my my uh, my 60 day supply and I have to keep a regular purchase of that like every two months and stuff like that but or yeah but or every yeah because <laughs> each pack comes with 30 so that's a 60 month uh two month supply so yeah every two months i'll need to buy repurchase but um i i remember when i took the second day even between the first and the second day of taking the detox and it's just gentle. I'm not talking about like you're trying to take like um these things that really mess up your stomach and like have you cramping and holding onto the porcelain throne and that type of thing. Like I like it because it's gentle. If I if you if I haven't been taking it like the way I need to, one sachet will kind of mess me up a little bit, but um but if I'm consistent, it will, you know, um, if I'm regular, <laughs> it will, you, you can just tell how it feels in your body. And so the second day that I took it, cause I had some left in the house, not only in between taking the post-workout, like the pre or post-workout and taking the detox, it was reflushing out, you know, um, I didn't want to use the word lactic acid. Oh my gosh, please don't tell me I'm going to forget the word or what it is right now. Inflammation inflammation right and so the reason i was saying that about with the tears is that our bodies can be carrying it we are familiar with the word inflammation right so inflammation is where you get sore you get puffy you get bloated you know um 
And then if you don't address inflammation for very long, then it can turn into cancer and other things in digestion, so on and so forth. And so when you think about us holding on to these negatively charged ions, this is freaking deep because even when you, you think about spirituality and you think about frequency and you think about like all of us kind of have a little bit of elementary understanding of how ions are negatively charged ions and positively charged ions, you don't need to be having negative charged ions suppressed in your body like if you need to cry you need to like go to the bathroom and cry and go through that ritual mental releasing of those negative ions like the next time you cry you know some people have happy tears (laughs) I have both but um we all do right and I mean I get it. Like, I feel like if you're a parent of a son, like, and stuff like that, now you kind of have a little bit more information of, like, what that means, right? And how do you provide them the means to have that outlet, right? And and again, like, we were made to experience those emotions and to actually be able to release it. That is such a blessing. Um, I will say this, too. Um, If you're crying... It's going to be important to definitely replace your electrolytes, replace the fluids in your body. Like after a good cry, drink yourself some, you know, like alkaline water. Um, There's actually one of my favorites. um, It's right here. I have a little packet of it. It's Electrolyte Sticks, S-T-I-X. And they have it in different flavors. So I have Fruit Punch, of course. And then I have this lemon one. And, you know, just making sure that you're hydrated and stuff like that. Um, Just, just... Yeah, definitely replace your body with fluids. But just that mental thought of like, wow, I let go of all those um, negatively charged ions and letting yourself feel that release and being even grateful for the ability to be able to let that go. Because when I think back to that other time when it's like, I just even I was so broken that I couldn't even let it go. and, And sometimes stuff like that, too. And I don't know. Like, I don't know that I could have made myself cry or anything. But when it when it came out, I mean, I just cried and cried and cried and and stuff. And that that was one moment like it took me a while to recover. But I think that that was definitely a turning point, you know, like finally letting go of that release. And I, I think, too, if you know, there probably could have been a, I felt like a, maybe a little bit of guilt at that point, too, because it's like, why are you just not stop crying? Um, but knowing what I know now, girl, <laughs> I'm going to continue crying. Um, if I feel the need and just treat it as, you know, just be grateful for how magnificent our bodies are. Right. Right. So I hope that this was helpful. Um, I have mentioned this before. I'm, there's one content creator. I, it's at the end. Like if you rock with me, you rock with me and you've been with me. But I've decided I'm not going to listen to Princella Clark anymore. Um, at this point in the game, I think I've gotten what I need to from her content. But I, um, the whole like F Black Excellence really, and I've said this multiple times, is that you representation is so important. If you, and I and I get it. I'm not trying to. Uh, 
change her creative process, right? I understand that she's trying to get you to think of things that, or maybe not, maybe not, because I part of me feel like she really don't like black people. She said like, I'm not black. And to me, that's like, I don't know. But, but, but my thing is, I can walk with you, but only so far. And I, like I said, I put my foot down on certain things. I know that representation matters. And the people who are actually exemplifying black excellence and, you know, I guess what you'd even call like black girl magic, especially for black girls, the type of people that are exemplifying that, at least from what I see. And I I thought about this too. I was like, maybe in her world, and this is why perception is so different. Interesting too. It, he actually talks about this in the book, Trading in the Zone, how each of our perceptions are so different. And I think that that added to how much growth I've had even between yesterday and today. Because I was like, you know what? Maybe in her world, the the women that are saying black girl magic are not resonating like when I see black girl magic I think of like women's that are women women's women that are becoming astronauts lawyers doctors you know like physicians um entrepreneurial so that has been my experience with what that means that being said and then going so far as to say like f black excellence I talked about this before too like even like with my high school experience you have to have demonstrations of excellence like even in the trading sector Part of my inspiration is my, you know, I call her like my YouTube auntie, although she could be closer to my cousin. It's like um, hearing that it's like, OK, and no, I know it's possible. But if you're going to say F that example, you know, of like even another uh, one of my favorites that I've mentioned is like Kelly OG, 19 year old girl that that made, I think, like a million in her first year. And it's like, wait, if she can do it, I can definitely do it. I have to work around some of the unlearn some of the things because I think when you're 19 you don't have as men as much mental hang-ups on things so but I was committed because I knew it was possible so you need to have examples of excellence and I honestly do think that there's something more underlying with her in terms of her beliefs about and it's interesting because she will say like she's not just talking about black men but she all of her content is about black men so or the majority like 90 percent of it and stuff and so then now every once in a while she'll come back and like nip it at black women and it's like i can understand if you want to address but even the way that she's talking about some of the things i don't think are there it's not um it's not aligned with what how i i experience things again too i'm living a predominantly caucasian you know area we do have some elements of diversity i think for socal we we actually are pretty diverse um but my experiences they just don't mirror that and i what i was finding myself going through is that i don't i'm not gonna put myself in this space where i'm going through a bunch of mental gymnastics to say like well i'm not you know um I'm not that that person or I'm not, you know, I don't think like that. And I because I think too because I I do have not children of my own but young people around me, I can't be out here spewing like that negativity. 
<laughs> um, to them. I, you know, not in that irresponsible matter. That being said, her content is for grownups and stuff like that. So, but I think in terms of everything else that she says, you know, um, it starts to make me think, you know, it starts to make me think, um, because at the end of the day, maybe we're both in the same, um, barrel, black women are in the same, uh, the way that she's explaining is black women are in the same, um, lane as black men. We're like one in the same. So tough to swallow. It's one of those things like it's not fun when the rabbit has a gun. So if I'm going to be honest and it's the end of the podcast and those of you who catch it, catch it. I don't know that too much how much uh, time I will spend on unpacking this part of things, but I think it's kind of like a little bit, I wouldn't say karmic, but just kind of like uh, one of those moments where it's like it was all fun and games when she was saying that stuff about black men. And now it's like she turned her gaze to black women and she's like, black women ain't shit. Y'all ain't shit. Fuck black magic. Fuck fuck black excellence. Y'all black women grind my fucking gears. And I was like, what? Excuse me? And she's done it before, but this time I was just like, yeah, no, we're done. We're done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going through this whole, um, the first time she did it, I unsubscribed. Um, and I was like, well, some of the things she's saying is true, but I'm, I, like I said, I already got what I want. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like, it's funny when she's doing it to other people, but when she does it to you, it's not fun. It just is what it is. And it, it just, it, it's, listen. Can we just keep it 100? Let's just keep it 100. Like, it's not fun when... And so, (laughs) it just has to kind of make you a little bit more empathetic um, type of thing. Because, like I said, I think that um, if if I'm going to try to understand where she's coming from and again i could be so wrong this is why like understanding other people is important to a certain degree too but i because i don't understand where she's coming from and i don't think that a lot of her people do either i don't know to what degree she understands why there's underlying sentiments about that that topic for her but um lost my train of thought there but I feel like yeah it's just I'm not I'm not gonna go through this whole um having to unravel all of that um I think it is weird that when she every time she's like I'm not black but I'm like if you're not black then why do you use a black people's vernacular and why do you you know use the and what bugs me too i've talked about this before is using the black saint and so a lot of you know she's articulate she's educated and but she'll go into black scent mode where she'll start like just saying they they don't do this they don't do that they don't whatever whatever what have you and i'm like girl i know you know proper english like proper grammar and that was another thing that was bothering me too because i noticed like even when i started after a while, because I've been listening to her for, for quite a, a, a time, I started talking a little bit more. Like, my speech was just starting to get... I wasn't using proper grammar, and I was like, yeah, no, I can't do this. So, we are done. But with that being said, I think that... um, 
does she have a valid point about um, how testosterone affects males and or the way that they move? Yes. That being said, when if she, if if she says that about you know black men, then I guess everything she says about black women could be true. Here's here's what I think I was gonna try to say earlier when I was saying my I lost my train of thought was that we're not monolithic, so. I think that the group of women that she's trying to address, and again, I could be wrong, okay? Um, she's trying to address, like, the lower frequency of the black um, woman, right? I don't think that th- that should be conflated with what is going on with the women who are out here busting their butts to, you know, break away from those generational curses. I think it's a disservice to equate the two. If you want to address the lower vibrational, then it would be like F ratchet hood rats, F, you know, people who use improper grammar, you know, or use black saints or, you know, like ghetto talk, F, you know, black women who are, um, yeah, like hood rats or I don't know, what would be another, um, yeah, I guess like F like ratchet women, but for you to, you know, and this reminds me very much of like, very much so of black women just being in, you know, over here moisturized, you know, and full of love and light, minding their business and then just getting dragged into stuff. Like if if you have black excellence, which is one whole completely different category, these women have been fighting all these other stigmas from everything else to excel at what it is that they do, they're not identifying themselves as ratchet. So for you to conflate what is ratchet behavior with black excellence, like that's where I just, I don't agree with that. But, and so do we have a um, demographic amongst ourselves that is, you know, like red ratchet and they don't know, they's dumb, they's dumb, I'm like, no, they are dumb, okay, use your full proper sentences, I know, you know, how to use them, um, and, and it just kind of is a, I I guess it's all coming out, right, it's all coming out, like, it's kind of a little bit of a mindfuck, because it's kind of like, you, and I notice it, like, I mean, I don't, like I said, I can take what I agree with and, you know, chew the meat and spit out the rest. But I'm like, if you say that it's not about black men, but 90% of the stuff is about black men. Now, if if she was saying this about like eight, 90%, and there's a reason I'm using the, the percentages because she's like, this is not about black men, but it's 90% about black men. All right, cool. You know? Um, she does have a, a, you know, smattering of like a white guy here or there, or like, a I think she talked about an Asian guy one time. Right. Um, and she did, I don't think she's ever talked about like Hispanic men, but that, and then she'll say like, well, I'm not black. And I'm like, what the hell? Ken Billions has done that too. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, that's kind of weird to me, to me. Okay. Um, that being said, you know, it's just, I think that even just so you understand me too, whatever other stuff I'm into, they will just have to endure the test of time because I'm a little bit heretical. 
And so I will go in, I will listen, I will take what I like, and then I will sniff out the things that don't, if it doesn't make sense to me. Another thing that kind of bothered me, if we're just going to hash everything out, is that it would legit bother me because I'm not a drinker. I'm being probably a little bit of a brat right now, but I like that if you're going to be talking to me, I want you to have clarity and not be under the influence when you're giving out information, you know, and I want to make sure that you have clarity of mind. So if you're like intoxicated or inebriated, then how do I, if it's just bar talk, then, in, and and that's the other thing too, because I, um, what, what, what Ke- Kevin Samuels, I think that was one of the reasons, like, I didn't even ever end up listening to him really too, because I know he drank Red Bull, which is non-alcoholic, but I think he would also like pour himself a drink. And I'm like, how are we supposed to listen to this guy if he's drunk, like, or under the influence? I Y'all know how I feel about alcohol. I have podcasts up on it. I just feel like it interferes with your ability to think clearly. Some people can be functioning alcoholics and stuff like that. Um... But I, you know, so and so, but those were some of but I still push through and I still try to listen to like, where is their validity? Where is their truth? And I think that again, like when it comes to the black women thing, do we have a um, demographic, you know, in our population where it's like, we are ratchet and we don't use proper grammar and we don't value like our you know raise our daughters the way that we should or protect our daughters the way that we should yes but to um denigrate the people who have worked so hard to get out of that um and then drag them back into the mud like you have to in order for you for people to elevate there has to be something to aspire to so if you're saying if you're if you're not saying fuck ratchet chicks but you're saying fuck excellence unless you can provide something higher than um excellence what what is there to aspire to you have to give people something to transcend to you know and so you have to give people something to to know that it's possible that we can elevate and because of human behavior, we're not really going to be inspired. Inspiration is such an abstract um, concept, but we're, we are the type, we are beings that need to be able to see it's possible. This is why we like to watch like the Olympics and people running the race. A lot of us, even though we will never really watch the whole Olympics or stuff like that, we love to watch track and field because it's this idea of like pushing your fastest and like, rooting for the underdog like when it comes to like sports you know um and coming up from behind and pushing through and persevering in the teamwork and and knowing that it's possible this is why we celebrate things like the quote-unquote first black president or the you know first woman to get into a position or the first astronaut because it lets us know that it's probable right um and I'm intentionally using the word probable as opposed to possible, especially understanding the way that I understand it now. So I just think that, and it kind of like, cause we, we, um, I know she's talked about this too. 
you know, in, in a roundabout way, once we started to take Christianity out of the home and out of the school, we didn't have a moral standard to aspire to. And you kind of see that, like, even now you have a rise of syphilis rates, I think in, in Texas and high rates of promiscuity and stuff like that, you know, drug use, um, and just lower vibrational attitudes and stuff. And it's because we, we, before it's not like people always had the best intentions, but at least it's kind of like, well, you're going to be punished if you do wrong, or you're, you know, supposed to follow the 10 commandments. That shall not lie. That should not steal. That should not, you know, do all this other stuff. And so now we don't even have that anymore, which is so interesting. Like for me, because I did walk away from the church, but I still feel like it still helped me to shape what is right versus wrong in the back of my mind. I don't have to go to the for to the structure or to like, you know, a building, but it's still ingrained in me, you know? Um, and so that's why I feel like if, if you're going to, if you're going to go to the spiritual side, you have to have something for somebody to aspire to. Another thing I'm going to close out with this, obviously, because at the end of the 60 minutes, it's going to shut off on me and I don't really like to extend it past that. But the other thing too is, um, she will then turn around and say that the black woman is God, like is, is the goddess. Like, ma'am, you cannot say fuck X. Like you do not get more excellent than, you know, <laughs> you don't get like, you can't turn around and say women ain't black women ain't shit and fuck black excellence. And then say the black woman is God. Like, no, or God is divine. You just can't do that. I, I'm sorry. Like I, as much as I would want it to be like, yeah, 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 that's right. No, you can't. <laughs> it's, it's those two things, but heads, you're contradicting yourself. And that's why like my personality, it has to make sense to me. Like you, you know, I think that there are two things can be true at the same time, but like I said, I, and I, I'm not going to stick around to find out, like I said, I've, I've, I have enough to get an understanding of how to navigate, um, moving forward. But yeah, so we are done with, with that content. So with that being said, I have more time to listen to more audiobooks, and, um, I like them too, because they have to do with personal development. And, um, I still have my sense of humor, y'all. I was still over here laughing at the, the Andrew Tate, the bottom G thing. Oh my gosh. And it keeps filling up my algorithm. And I'm like, this guy is hilarious. <laughs> I can't unsee it. So, but anyways, love y'all. Thanks for staying through to the end. I hope you learned something, you know, continue to be curious, continue, continue to explore your willpower from when you were two and really go after what you want and allow yourself to release your emotions when it comes to your tears. Don't hold on to those negatively charged ions in your body. And um, yeah, and then, you know, I, I guess I have to go back and find out where I talk about the Princella thing and I've just decided to go separate ways. I don't issue ill will. I have respect for the things. And then I obviously talked about some of the things I didn't like. But for as much as the other stuff that I talked about that I did like, these were just some of the sore points. But I was still able to push through and get what I needed to, which also speaks to my personality. Like, I can sit through some some mess and kind of figure out, like, what's good. But I don't need to stay in that environment where it's kind of like, yeah, no. 
I should have left the... F I did unsubscribe the first time she said, like, F Black Girl Magic or Black Excellence. And I think it wasn't even so much Black Girl Magic as much as it was, like, F Black Excellence. Like, that. that's the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Um, The Black Girl Magic, I mean, I could see where some people would say, like, oh, I'm a queen, I'm a this or whatever. But Black, black Excellence? I'm not... Mm -mm. Fuck ratchets or hood rats, you know, but ex the black excellence, then ma'am, what, what do we have to aspire to if, if we don't have that? So, but yeah, so those are my thoughts. I will talk to y'all later. Bye.